Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bookends with Friends. This is your co-host, Parker Moon. I'm a talking bird. It's Brent Urban. Squawk? <laughs> and this is your co-host, Daniel Phillips. And we are a weekly book podcast where we go over one book every month and make friends along the way. We're a weekly book club podcast. I said book podcast. It's, uh, I, mean, I mean, it's, it's the same thing, right? Yeah, it's pretty much. I don't know if we're allowed to say we're a book club. We're a book. Yeah. I don't we, know how qualified are we are. I think, I don't know if we're allowed to say weekly because we missed a week. Well. You know, it's really November's fault because there, there's five yeah, there's Tuesdays five. in November and that so, threw us off. We still hit the four. So if it wasn't a weird, dumb month, then we'd be fine. No, we just oh. needed a break. How how uh, rested and relaxed are you guys after that break? I feel very rested and very relaxed. And also, I'm just going to slam all of my short stories together from the past two weeks because I haven't talked to you guys in a while. Do you feel like you have that much going on in short stories that you got to slam a bunch together? I'm not like busy, busy no, boy. Nothing's busy boy. important. I was, racking, I, I was racking my brain before this. Like, God, I wish I did anything in these past two weeks. That was at all exciting hey don't do that to your brain my brain's racked it's gone that don't rack your brain okay let's get into short stories our segment where uh, for the listener for the new listeners because i don't know if we have kept any old listeners since we were gone a week and yeah, we're starting over. probably abandoned us we're starting over starting from scratch for our new listeners and old if you have returned thank you so much for uh forgiving us for our sin of missing week this is our segment short stories where we catch up and talk about what's going on in our lives in a little short segment. Dan, go. You have you said you had so much. Big man with his big stories wants to talk. Go ahead. Super not important stories to tell. Uh, first off, these two convinced me to watch The Haunting of Hill House. I've been scared all week. In my video where we're recording, there's a window and I keep looking at it to see if there's a face in it. And I'm super scared right now. Very, very good show. Thank you for the recommendation. There's a vampire floating, asking to get in outside. Yeah, some somewhere. Um, man, that was a good show. That was a really good so show. So good, right? Nicole and I can't stop talking about it. It's going to be a while before I decide to watch his other shows because um, I need no. to sleep. You need to start <laughs> immediately. Hit I Lime simply Manor, will not. Move to Midnight Mass. Hey, what kept you up awake more, that or Salem's Lot? Oh my God, the the show hill house is it because the visuals yeah visuals really get me Mm. i've been thinking about mr smiley at the end of my bed for about four nights now it's also Um, a true story and everything in it's real so oh perfect thank you for that point second thing i started this week i can't stop playing marvel snap which sounds like an ad read for a mobile game but it's not it's it's a twitter ad guys i can't stop playing it that's all i'm gonna say because i'm not going into a whole descriptor of marvel snap but I need someone to help me. I'm moving on. Um, to balance out my Hill House watch, I uh, have been watching Spy Family, which is so good. I've been hyping up the show Spy Family for so long. It's an anime about a spy, and he goes on a secret mission. And in this secret mission, he has to create a family to fulfill his duty to his country. And it's very cute and wholesome. Also, Parker, there's a, a character that um, could stab you. So maybe for you. Okay, that's just... a good selling point. So, Dan, you're really like a big multimedia guy right now because you're you're really covering you're covering the TV video game. Yes, uh, I've got the books coming up. My book short story. I'm going yeah, all three. Yeah. Going all, all three. Right. And the book world, 
I'm about to start the Witcher series, and if you're a fan of The Witcher or you're interested in The Witcher, I it was after recording a few weeks ago, I talked to these two about a publisher that I've started finding and really liking called Orbit Publishing. Um, they've published, I have to look at my shelf, they did John Gwynn's Shadow of the Gods, The Kings of the, the Wild. And Kings of the Wild, that's what, yeah. Kings of the Wild and the Joe Abercrombie First Law Trilogy. So they're the publisher for all three of those series. They are putting out the first American editions of The Witcher that are in hardcover. And how they've done it is they've hired a different artist to do um, a different cover for each book. And so those are coming out this fall. So like, I, think I hope two they're came all out. Henry Cavill covers, like like how they do movie covers for <laughs> like books, movie covers. Just, he just writes them, yeah. right? He's the he's the author. Yeah, yeah. Um, the covers are amazing. They're they're super pretty. There, I think there's four out now, and they're doing two more this month and two more next month because I, I there's eight books total in The Witcher. I think I'm saying that right. Five of them being no, sorry, four of them being novels. One is a standalone in the universe, and two are short story collections. And the two short story collections are both illustrated. So they're really, really nice. Definitely check them out. Will the fourth book uh, switch to Liam Hemsworth covers? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or have but an Australian the, perspective. But he wasn't there for the photo shoot. So they're just pulling pictures of Gale from the Hunger Games <laughs> and calling him Witcher. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence oh, sneaks into the background of one of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, that was my really chaotic short story, but I just had a lot of like media I wanted to share, which is my favorite yeah. thing to do. So I just went all in. That's fantastic. Brett, what about you, buddy? I have Give not Give me all been... your multimedia recommendations. I was about to say, I didn't realize that I needed to bring my entire resume of enter- the entertainment industry with me. So be prepared. Mine is actually a follow up on Salem's Lot. Uh, I was talking to my dad and he had told me this story before when I like a million, a bunch of times. And cause as soon as he brought it up, I, I immediately recognized it, but he had a similar thing happen to him and he had to kill a bunch of vampires yeah, 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 in a pretty small much, town. Pretty much. So my parents are both huge Stephen King fans. And when he, this is Salem's Law is his favorite King book. When he was reading it, uh, he was working part time as a like night security guard at a like apartment complex or like a just like a building i think it was an apartment building but so he was reading this book while up in like the middle of the night and he would have to go do he was telling he was he was telling me the story again and he would have to go do rounds around the building with like a flashlight like checking on stuff just like once an hour no so imagine no reading this book and having to go like walk around a scary building at night. Um, and then he said the worst, the worst thing that ever happened was it was like, it came straight out of the book, but one night he was reading and he started hearing this banging on the front door and he went out and it was this girl. Huh? Just absolutely not already. If I heard banging anywhere in a, in a a nighttime scenario that you were like doing security for, Nope, I'm hiding. Oh, that's what he was immediately like, Oh, this is the worst. This is, there's no way this is happening. And so it was a lady that was banging on the front door and she was like covered in blood. And my dad immediately was like, this, this isn't happening. Like this is in his, like his rule is like, he's not allowed to let anybody inside, which is 
think of you know thing about Sam's Law is kind of hilarious because he immediately is like not let <laughs> you cannot let you in. Um, not gonna invite anybody in. But it turned out she had been in some sort of like car accident or something, and so he obviously called the cops and stuff. But just the 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 initial reaction to ha- seeing hearing that and then seeing someone covered in blood banging on the front door is that would uh, that would stick with me for like I would lose so much sleep over that. That's horrifying. Yeah, but yeah. So that's, that's also that dad's. poor woman was just in a car wreck, and then when she went to get help. The help thought she was a vampire. <laughs> I don't like, blame your dad here at all. Oh, no, I don't either. I mean, one, he obviously like went and it's not like there were cell phones or anything back then. So he had to go, yeah. you know, call the authorities regardless. So th- she got help. But just the initial reaction, like props to him for even approaching the door, because I would be terrified. Um, when I was in college, I was walking to class and my roommate called me. He he went out of town uh, to visit his family and he, he was like on his way back. And he called me and he said, hey man, uh, what's up? Are you doing anything right now? And I was like, ah, not really. I'm, I'm about to go to class. Like I'm, I'm walking there right now. And he goes, oh yeah, no problem. No worries. I'll talk to you later. And he, he hung up and I just kind of went about my business and I get a call from another friend like five minutes later, and he's like, dude, your roommate just called me. He flipped his car down a hill, and his car's like absolutely totaled, and he's just like, he walked to a McDonald's, and he just called me to come pick him up. And I called my roommate back, and I was like, Jake, did you just flip your car and then not tell me because I was walking to class? And he was like, <laughs> yeah, dude, sorry. I thought you would just be busy. Uh, I didn't want to bother you. I'm like, Jake. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so considerate of him. I know. He's such a nice guy. <laughs> and you still didn't go pick him up. You're like, yeah, good call. Actually, I actually, no, my other friend was like already on the way. Yeah. <laughs> so I just like went to school. Dan, Dan said, yeah, good. I wouldn't have gotten you anyways. <laughs> yeah, good luck, bye. sport. Yeah. Man, that's nuts. How's, uh, tell us about, tell us about your crazy, fun, exciting week, Parker. Does um, it match up to you, either of ours? Dan's no. especially. No, so so I think I'm I'm coming off the it's like the the come down of Halloween, you know, like we had our annual moon Halloween party, uh, and that was a lot of fun, and I mean just th- I mean y'all were there, it was it was great. We had people, we had costumes, we had awards, the whole it was amazing. Shebang. Uh, and you you know we just love Halloween so much. So th- this week has been like Boxing Week for halloween stuff we've been taking down all the the deck the decor and you know spider webs and everything and uh so it, it's been kind of that transitional period uh, but i'm excited because that means you know you know how i feel about thanksgiving where it's like the stupidest holiday it doesn't exist um and so <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm really excited to turn like turn gears and just go straight on into christmas so like i'm giving myself this week to kind of be like somber it's almost like the in remembrance of halloween and right then, and next yeah. week's gonna be like do you remember when dun, 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 laying on the grass of health and good times i don't that know what is remember. happening here the, is that the green day song yeah, good riddance by green day good <laughs> yeah that's exactly how i'm feeling right now thank you Brett. something um, unpredictable but... yeah <laughs> <laughs> do you want to keep going? Do I, yeah, I think we'll get I mean, sued if you keep going for uh, 
Yeah, we need to have some purposes. like Monster Mash music in the background. Yeah. Mm. No, but in, in all, uh, all jokes aside, you know, it's it's a uh, bit pretty chill. And I, but I am, I'm prepping, I'm planning right now because this month is a big month in terms of books because we have to read, well, I guess really just one big book, but Jade, Jade City is our book of the month. We really should have said that on the top, at the top of the podcast. That's are a solid going. 15 minutes in. Hey guys, Jade City by Fonda Lee. That's the book that we're reading this month. We talked about it last last episode. We, yeah, we did. We did. We were good, but I we just need it. You know, that should be something that we Three weeks say ago. at the top of the podcast. Uh, for the book club, we're reading Jade City. I've started that because I want to be really on top of it to finish it before Brandon Sanderson's The Lost Metal comes out, which is like midway through this month. And I figure I just want to have that fully read and out of the way so that once Lost Metal comes in, I can commit my entire life to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's that's it. But it's been a, it's been a lot of um, a lot of fantasy for me lately. Like I, I just finished the uh, Poppy War trilogy and now I'm starting the Greenbone Saga with with Jade City being the book one of that um, and then Lost Metal. So I think I, I've been like really wanting to read something not as high fantasy. So I think I will after after Lost Metal dip my toes into Something different. I need a. I need a genre break. I need to, you know, change it up a little bit. Not the dogs. Don't dip the dogs. Yep, dipping my toes into something. Something else. Gross. Dipping my toes into a different book. Gross, gross. Y'all don't read with your toes. <laughs> no, God, no. <laughs> Let's do quarter of the week because uh, this one's this one's cool and this one's special because it's from a new listener. Um, so Haley emailed us a quote from the XX. I've, have you guys heard about this book? I know. Yeah, Maddie read friends, it. Yeah, I know. I Jenny think Jenny read it. Yeah, yeah. Jenny read it. Um, and I know Nicole, my wife, wants to read it as well. She's a big rom com fan. Um, so, Haley, first off, thank you for listening. And uh, you said you're listening to the backlog of our episodes. I don't recommend that. Episode twenty six. Don't go. Hey, no, don't go before no, that. You know what? I I'm flipping the script here. I say I say do it. Haley, do it and then tell us like all the good things and tell us where we can improve and all of that stuff. Yeah, I hope she's already through the rough part, which is like episode one through episode, what is this, 84? 83. Um, hey, so. that's not true. <laughs> I think we've had a couple good ones in between 20 and 30. <laughs> we, get it, we get it right every once in a while. Oh, one. God. Okay, like well, last anyway. week's episode. Oh, dang it. Rats. Uh, anyway, Haley, thank you so much. It's super nice. Um, and her quote is from the XX. So one more spooky quote for the year. Never mix vodka and witchcraft. Not only had her aunt Elaine said it about a thousand times, but it was also printed on dish towels, t-shirts, and ironically, shot glasses and something wicked. The store Elaine ran downtown. So don't mix your vodka and your witchcraft, even though like it sounds like a pretty good punch, if we're being honest. Yeah, I'm kind of down. I'm kind of here for that. Yeah, no, I, I feel so. like we did that this weekend, and I agree with Aunt Elaine because I'm still recovering from mixing our vodka. Yeah, but like one drink party. incapacitates you for the day. That's true. I'm a lightweight. I don't know. I still think this is good advice to live by. Thank you. Thank you so much, Haley. That's very kind. It was, and your email was fantastic. That was very nice. Thank you. Yeah. But that's that's the beauty of the Halloween the the moon Halloween party is you 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 do that you make that you make those mistakes once a year once a year reco- that's right then you recover the rest of the year you go to Parker's house and then 
I drink with Brett and then he and I wake up early the next morning and have a really good day. And Parker is dead until like Monday. Yeah, I don't think I it's it's fine. We don't have we don't need to go on about that. Um, that's, it's <laughs> fine. It was fine. Uh, do you guys want to get into our discussion? Yes. This is a fun. This is a fun week. This is a light week. We're talking yeah. about animal companions in books, uh, and we're just gonna have fun with it. We're just gonna talk about about the that. I mean that that's it. That's the, the topic for the week. Rolling right into it. What are your favorite animal companions in books? Name a few. Name some. Can, favorites. I, can I get so? Can I give you a list? Because I actually I made a list of animal. I also companions made a list just from books Whoa. that I've read this year. I made a list too. Wow. Wow, look at us. Yeah, so it is up at the list. Just this year. Heck yeah. Just, just this year. And so I, I was I was doing this kind of as just like a fun little practice uh, when when I can't remember which one of you decided for Animal Companions for the this week's episode. Fantastic. Uh, but I was going through the books that I was reading and I was like, man, there's a, there's a lot. So I want to I wanna hit you with these. Uh, so we have Percy Jackson that he has Blackjack the Pegasus, good Animal Companion. We have... Uh, Dennis from Hollow Kingdom, who's a dog, and th- this is actually fun because the main character Shit Turd is a crow, uh, and he still has an animal companion, Dennis, because Dennis is so dumb that it's not <laughs> like they can communicate. Like Dennis is, is still a dog to this protagonist. Uh, it's like Garfield and fun. Garfield and o- o- Odie, Odie or Otis, Odie, Odie, I believe, and yes, yeah. very much so. Uh, Lessons in Chemistry six thirty. Uh, another dog, the Thursday best. Murder Club, Alan uh, is another dog. Um, and then uh, Shifting Gears, lots of dogs. That's a common one. Shifting Gears, we got uh, from Iron Gold, there was Sophocles, who is the big fox friend of Havoc's. I don't think y'all have, I don't know if y'all have gotten that far with like the no, Talamanis family. And maybe, no, maybe Brett yet. has. Anyways, well, Havoc's. Yeah, maybe. Is, he's got a big fox named Sophocles. Great animal companion. Very good name as well. Um, Legends and Lattes had Amity, the big magical cat. Uh, and then so this savage song had Allegro, which was also a cat, uh, the regular sized cat, but it could sense monsters, um, which was very good. Uh, and then and then I had a fun one here. And this isn't going to mean anything to y'all, but I, I feel like some of our listeners will get this. Um, I don't know if this one counts, but in a court of silver flames, okay. Nesta, who's the main character of that one, lives in this house, this mansion, the House of Wind. But the House of Wind does it acts. It, it it's okay. Okay, so it's alive. It's alive and it acts like an animal companion. Okay. Like it it'll it'll non-verbally communicate with her or bring her things that she needs, um, or like help her out when she needs it most. And it felt very much like an animal companion, even though it was really just like a, a anthropomorphized uh, uh, house. But that I, I still included it. Is it like Smart House in the Disney Channel original <laughs> films, Smart House? Yeah, there's a lot of yeah, a lot of similarities there. Uh, Does very, that metal very much arms like Smart that, house. that'll like grab you and pull you back inside the house? No, but it did magical things like that. Like if, if Nesta wanted, if she was like in a bad mood and didn't want to, eat dinner she would ask the house to provide her dinner and it wouldn't the house would be sassy it was great it was a good time i love that very good yeah that's a solid list that's a lot of animals that was just that was just from this year too so that i mean there Dang. but there was a lot of a lot of good companions this year yeah um so i've got i've got a list as well um mine are just some of my most memorable some favorites and so mm. as a kid obviously Hedwig, because 
it's it's an owl. It's a cool, pretty owl that dies for some reason. I don't know why that yeah, was let's a choice. Put a, let's put a footnote in that one because I want to talk about that later. Yeah, we're yeah, yeah. There, There's two from the Skyward series. One is a robot, but I'm still counting it. And that's a question for later as well. His name <laughs> is Mbot and he's a spaceship. Okay. And then uh, there's Doomslug from Skyward. <laughs> so the main character of Skyward, Spencer, she's very like uh, barbaric in her personality in like a funny way. She's all like, let's go to war. Let's fight everything. Like, I'm the best pilot ever. I will destroy the planet. And so she finds this little, this big like grub thing and she names it Doomslug. So Doomslug that's is fantastic. very cute. Yeah, very, You know, very I, I, I've been meaning to read that series. I know we've talked about it a ton, Dan. There's been no thing, like single thing that has made me want to read it more than all of the Doom Slug art I've yeah. seen. It's all very good. Yeah. Man, Skyward's such a good book. Farseer Trilogy, my current read, has Night Eyes, which is a wolf that is magically bonded to the main character. And... They communicate with each other through what is called the wit. Uh, I almost wonder if Sanderson like took wit from Stormlight as like a nod to the series. Mm. Um, so it's bonded through the wit and Night Eyes is just super, super cool. And also a big part of the story because the wit is like really taboo and no one can do it except the main character. And so he has to like hide it. And then I counted Tensoon as well from Mistborn. Ooh, that's a very good one. Yep. Although that is okay. We're gonna get we're gonna get into some conversation later about that. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh god, this freaking movie and book, Jesus Christ! Have you guys ever seen the Never Ending Story? Yeah. No. The yeah, it's the Puff. The I've Magic seen the Dragon. creepy. Yeah, I've seen the creepy dragon. I've actually never partook in this particular piece of media. There is uh, one of the main characters, his horse is named Artax. And in the book and the movie, they're walking through a swamp known as the Swamp of Sorrows. And Artax dies from depression and he refuses to move out of the swamp and he sinks and drowns. Hey, yikes, my guy. That sounds like a great thing for kids to read. It's a kid's Mm. book, by the way. I'm surprised you didn't say Shadow Effects. Wow, that's a good one too, huh? Shadow Effects is pretty cool. I had one to ask you about, Dan, that I saw online. Someone mentioned, yeah. uh, and this uh, this may mean nothing to you, but I know you have Discworld uh, experience. Someone said luggage. the luggage from Discworld. Luggage. Yeah. Oh. So luggage is in the first book of Discworld, the, the Color of Magic. He's the character in the first book, and he is um, a chest that has like 100 feet and legs. Oh. And so he's like a walking pirate, like imagine like a classic pirate chest. Yeah. Uh, that's what he looks like. And when someone reaches for his treasure, he bites them. And his name is Luggage. That's fantastic. That. I yeah. think we can establish, I think, okay, off the top, I think that we've already established animal companions do not have to be technically animals. Right. I, I feel I like agree. we've moved. We've it's moved heavy, heavy on the companion side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 20% animal and 80% companion. I'll just run through a couple of the ones that I thought of real quick. Uh, just because I finished Stormlight this year, uh, Rishadium. I thought that was a pretty good one. Yep. Um, Little the Ann old and Old Dan from Where the Red Fern Grows. Uh, Don't you freaking dare bring Little uh, Ann and wait. Old Dan into this conversation. You I'm sorry. Dirt um, bag. <laughs> um, Asriel from Dr. Sleep. It's a smaller 
because it's only in like a smaller portion of the book. But one, I just thought it was a cool name to name a cat after like the angel of death. But um, just the, that it, it works along with Dan to like find people that are dying kind of thing. It's just a cool little thing. Um, and then, uh, oh yeah, Cricket from the Star When the Stars Go Dark. I was I wondering Cricket was, you guys oh, Cricket, Cricket, that's another one. Yeah, yeah all right. favorite character from from that uh book and then also pan from uh the golden compass or like his dark materials it's lyra's daemon which is kind of a part of another question we're going to mention later like it's a fully sentient talking thinking animal and it's like a they share a soul kind of thing so i don't know if that's I don't know how you classify that, but it just pans, it counts, man. It counts. Pan's a cool little ferret. Well, no, okay, let's before hold your horses, okay? Chill. Parker just said it counted. Hold no, I didn't. Hold your hold your animal companion horse right there. Oh, um, nice. No, I said that an animal companion doesn't have to be an animal. However, I think we should have the debate: is something that is fully sentient in parentheses, can talk and speak and think with full capacity, is that able to be considered an animal companion or is that just a friend? Is that just a a another character in the book? Yeah. Well, if you have a friend that is sentient, if you have a Dan, human Dan, I swear, person, if you're about to call me an animal, we're, <laughs> we're going to throw down. Parker, I would consider us companions. Okay. And if you were an animal, I would consider you an animal companion. Okay. 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 What? Okay. Okay. Mm, we're okay. We're really blurring <laughs> lines here. Yeah. We're. <laughs> I would say it's an interesting thing to think about because from like the characters in the book, their perspective, it's. I feel like it's often a plot point to like negatively refer to that creature as like still an animal, and they're mm-hmm. treated as such. Um, and that's kind of a like. Uh, you know, uh, plight that they have to go through is still being, even though they're like smarter than most of the characters in the book, they're still spoken down to and stuff like that. Um, but in the reverse of that, the main characters often see them, even like if they weren't talking and thinking and stuff like that, the main characters treat them as if they're like real humanoid esque characters. So it, within the book, it's an interesting conversation. But yeah, I think. At a certain point, like I wouldn't how, like how much how much of a soul do you have to have before right. you get out of animal companion and you yeah. just become yeah. companion, right. Dan? <laughs> Good point. I I think there is a clear difference between the two, but for simplicity's sake, I don't know. I would say there is was a it, okay. Difference. So, what would you classify Sephira as? The dragon from Aragon, a, a companion that's an animal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. There's a big difference. You know, there's like, there's a Sephira, which is like a creature that is actually an integral part of the story that has a deeper connection to the character. And Mm -hmm. then you have like the, let's call it like the Disney Pixar animal campaign. You have like Hey Hey from Moana. That's just a chicken that pecks at coconuts all day, you know, and like very big difference. But so I I would still consider him. I would say if the if the animal quote unquote animal companion can score higher on an IQ test than any of the human <laughs> characters, it is no longer mm. an animal companion. It's just a companion. 
Aren't we all like six thirty from lessons in chemistry? He he well, can't see, even that, talk. Yeah, now but, we're getting in dangerous territory because like, what? Where's my, where's my IQ coming to this? Because some of the companions in these books, right, probably could outsmart all me. all three of us combined. And then I didn't want to bring this one up, but how do we think about Mister Tumnus? Half man, half animal. Where do we go? What are we saying? I wish you didn't bring it up. Um, Is he more or less of an animal companion than Aslan, who's a full animal? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Wait, 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 wait. Mr. Tumnus is less of an animal companion than Aslan. But is Aslan... more of a man than Aslan. <laughs> Which one's more of a James McAvoy? Good That's point. That's a good point. Good point. Is James McAvoy an animal, an animal companion? <laughs> oh, this this is so dumb. <laughs> um, I think half people don't count as as people at all. My as, God, as dang. animal companions. Okay, so you're giving them full people rights. They probably should have full people rights. Yeah, it rounds. <laughs> it rounds. We up. gotta watch. The- <laughs> Centaurs have rights. Get, I I think I mean because we're also talking Grover here. Is Grover just Percy Jackson's pet animal friend? <laughs> oh God! What if he did? What if Percy pet Grover throughout the series? <laughs> awful, awful, terrible, terrible, terrible That's imagery. The, That's the, the new Percy Jackson that Reardon's writing right now, in his old God. age, <laughs> his old conservative age. <laughs> I mean, I guess does what about Nightblood? Nightblood's not that's even a, an animal, but like it's a good, it's a sword companion. The sword it's companion. Sword. I call it's it an a spaceship, sword. an animal companion. Yeah, I said, I said a house was. So we're really, it's it's choppy waters, is what I. But I think what about, we need a. What about the aliens in Ice Planet Barbarians? What about their? What about his big giant hog? Does that <laughs> does that count as an animal companion? <laughs> Only if you wanted to, Brett. <laughs> You're the only one that's We've all ever read touched that book. Barbarians. All right. Well, let's let's. I feel like we've we've. I I I don't even want to say beat that dead horse. That's an awful phrase, and now I feel especially bad about yeah, it. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I was just talking about Artax was and it? how he died in the Swamp of Sorrows. We beat, beat that, that dead, dead Artax. Artax. Um, was that horse a animal companion or? Just a companion. He's kind of just a horse. He didn't really talk or anything. So does that make him less of an animal companion? Yeah, I feel like there's also like a companion. Like there, there has to be enough companion for them to be actually like in that category. Otherwise, they're just an animal within a story. Let's move on before we say companion too many times here. That's um, well pat. We are well but past. Let's just that say point. AC. Yeah, <laughs> AC That's or better. C. And AC. So okay. Obviously, it's a super, um, I don't want to say used up, but it's a very popular plot point to have um, animals as a connection to characters rather than people. Why do you think it's so popular? What What would your reasoning be for this being in so many books? I mean, Parker read like 25 books this year with an AC in it. I think one of the most popular reasons is, uh, I guess the more common reasons is it allows for like hardened hardened or misunderstood characters like generally your main character or like some like tough buff strong person some some tough buff mcguffin 
Yeah, to show their humanity and kindness and love that lies below that tough exterior. And it gives them another, like, um, it brings out, like, their, like, humane, loving side. And it, it, it just, it gives... It gives more layers to just what would normally be a not necessarily generic, but one dimensional character. I feel like it's used like that sort of often and also, you know, comedic relief, that kind of stuff. And who doesn't love a cute animal companion to just be cute and friendly and also badass at the same time? I was gonna say in a lot of in a lot of mine, uh, they kind a lot of the stories that I've read or the examples that I brought, they exercised the role of being able to like be almost a moral compass in a lot of ways for the main characters or like some sort of like solid ground because there's something pure about an animal. Uh, yeah. And I, I feel like, we, I mean, we, we live this out with our pets, right? Like that's the, the, the real world equivalent to animal companions as a pet, right? Um, but there, you, can, you can almost trust it more because they're not worried about politics. They're not worried about, you know, what's going on in the world around them. The things they are concerned about are the people that they, they love. In, in, this, in terms of this, it'd be the protagonist oftentimes. And also what they the are Fed good is judges doing with of, those interest rates no they don't they don't see they don't that's a good example of what they don't care about right oh, okay but they do care about like they uh like they're, they're good at judging people's character like yeah, i feel like yeah. a, in a lot of cases they they can be like sense like indicators of like if someone is trustworthy if someone is good if someone is kind-hearted yeah i i think you kind of nailed nailed it on the head there because that's what i wrote as well but if you're reading a book and the main character stumbles across like a stranger in the street, right? Uh, it's kind of easy to be like, okay, what's this guy's deal? Why is he in the street? What's he hiding? But if they run into like a puppy, it's like, oh, look at this nice thing I can trust because it's just a puppy. In Forcier Night Eyes, uh, he goes into... Night Eyes can talk, by the way, not like physically, but they communicate like telepathically almost. Nine language. So it's just a regular companion? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, sure, if that's what you want it to be. Uh, Fitz, the main character, um, he's worried about something and he's kind of stressed for his future. And Night Eyes is talking to him. And he's basically like, why are you worried about what has happened to you in the past and what you can't control for the future when like you haven't had dinner yet? And basically it's like, Night Eyes lives so in the moment, it's always like the next step. Like, where am I sleeping tonight? What am I going to eat for dinner? And um, they kind of like relate and bond deeper in a way of like, I can learn from this random wolf that I found more than I could from like an actual mentor or like a father figure. So it's very, very cool. That's good wisdom. Does Jacob from Twilight count? (laughs) Okay, now we're back. And now we're back. Only some of the time. Okay. Should should Night Eyes or Jacob from Twilight be able to vote? I think (laughs) Dog suffrage. That's why that so I think we're getting into that territory, right? Because like would would Sprint Sprint are animal companions. They have fully formed Yeah, souls. Processes. 
Yeah, but wouldn't you call a pattern like kind of an animal companion, though? No, I feel like he's no. smarter than most people in. What about what about early days pattern that just like bumped into shelving? Would you all call day long? a baby an animal companion, Daniel? Uh oh. Do they look <laughs> they like a baby, or do they look like a pile of geometric shapes that crawls around on the floor? Okay, okay. I'm not going to judge a baby by how it looks. Yeah, exactly, Dan. That's really messed up. They're all beautiful. Yeah. Dan, you're on the wrong side of history here, pal. (laughs) You better delete this recording, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Uh, what if we give dogs the right to vote? How does uh, age work in that situation? Uh, dog uh, guys, I didn't want to bring this up earlier, but do we think satyrs have the same lifespan as people? This is stressing well, me out. What's goat years? I don't is know. That... I okay. I'm gonna look up how long. How long do goats live? I feel like it's like I think you look up how long goats live, and then you look up then, how long humans how long live, humans live and, and then you add, no, then you just add them <laughs> together. They have best of both worlds. Oh, oh you okay. So oh, goats, goats. Hey, look at goats. Fifteen to eighteen years. So like one hundred and fifteen ish is is your normal satyr lifespan. I feel like satyrs from Greek mythology are probably super old. Yeah, okay, so that makes me feel better because I was starting to get concerned that we are going to have to calculate how long um, Grover's going to live. Grover had it. But, you know, actually, actually, <laughs> there is an answer for this in the Percy Jackson lore because Grover was older lifespan-wise than Percy, but they aged, mm. they matured slower. So you I, mm. you were right, Dan. They they actually live longer. Perfect. Ooh, okay. Sleeping I'm gonna sleep easy be- I'm going to sleep way better tonight knowing that it wasn't going to be like a... Yeah, eighteen year eighteen year lifespan situation. Grover and Tumnus are good. Get Who would go. win in a fight of animal companions? Aren't pets the ultimate um, reminders of our mortality and how precious time is on this earth? I don't want to think about that. Um, round robin. Last question: <laughs> If you could have an animal companion, what would it be? Ooh. Um, okay, hang on, hold on. Parameters. I need parameters here, Dan. Are we talking magical? Or are we talking just regular? Yeah. What's the limit? If you can, if you can, I don't, I don't know why we're so hung up on this conversation. You can because have a dragon. Do you want a dragon? No, sure. Too big. Do you want a satyr? Do you want Grover? No, too, too much of half man. <laughs> I want a satyr, but reversed. Oh, I want ooh. I want man legs goat head. No, <laughs> no, no, you don't. And he does lunges in the living room to strengthen I, his legs for his goat eyes. Body. They're terrible. <laughs> it's terrifying. Is it boring that my answer is just a dog? So yeah, it is. I felt like oh, Dan, screw you, Dan, buddy. You you can. <laughs> You have you have the world you have at your fingertips right now. You have endless creativity and imaginativity. What and would you the pick? Thing you did was that you the thing you already have. Well, actually, my dog just ran into the room right now as you're. Yeah, because she heard you being a dick she, about she, it. She heard, and me. now she's pissed at you. She she definitely. I I had, and I, looking back, this is stupid of me to write. I said maybe a cat. I feel like a dog would be cliche, but I said a cat, so I don't really know. <laughs> 
I'm <laughs> Parker's gonna say, I would love a bird. Can't cuddle so a bird, Cozy. I, I was gonna I was gonna say a bird, but I know you were gonna say Parker's a bird. a bird, Dane, you're a fox. I would also take a fox. I would love a fox. Did y'all read House in the Australian Sea? No, I didn't. Not There's yet. a wavern, like a little tiny dragon with little legs yeah. and just wings, and it hides its treasures under a couch. It's so cute. That. That's what I would want. I thought about a water creature, but I feel like that would be too hard to take care of on land. <laughs> I thought so, too. I was like, oh, big fish would be cool, and I could just visit them. Yeah, mermaid. like a dolphin or something. But uh, I don't then, then again, dolphins are pretty smart. <laughs> kidding. Mer- Mermaid's the same as uh, satyr. That's where it, it's choppy waters. I feel like, yeah, I feel like cats would be cool. the the base The base thing here is companion wise. Like if this, if we were in like a fantasy adventure, I would be so terrified at every second that this animal companion would be in danger that I would never let them go with me. That would leave oh, them back at the tavern. Sure. Um, but if I did, a cat would be cool because a cat is like smart, stealthy, and quick, and could like sneak in and steal the jewel. While I distract the guards. And well, Brett's going in on this narrative, isn't he? <laughs> oh, be, I got a, I got one. I got a new one. Great. Smart crab. Really smart crab. And be good around. defensive, too. You don't want to get pinched. Don't want to get pinched. Smart have crab. You seen, have you seen those uh, coconut? Yeah, have you heard the thing where they think Amelia Earhart was like killed by coconut crabs? No. Hey guys, should we sign thing? off? No, no, no. This is this is a wild story. And thank you, everyone, listeners. As Parker, always. shut up! I want to hear about the coconut crab. So, have you? Do you know coconut crabs are like gigantic? Like we're okay. a book club podcast. Huge. You can shut find up. us shut every up. Tuesday. But they think the island that she may have crashed on. Special um, thank you to Jacob Robinson and Maddie Moon uh, for the uh, intro and outro and cover art, uh, respectively. They think the island that she uh, crashed on may have been, in, it, it's like infested with these coconut crabs. And this they year, did like a study this, to- This month they, we are listening to- I actually do want to tell the story. Fondalee's <laughs> Jade City. Um, they uh, they left out like a, a like a animal carcass and they went and like ripped it apart like overnight or something like that. So they think that she died from- Coconut crabs. But coconut crabs are scary is what I was getting at with this whole thing. <laughs> so that'd be a good animal companion. As remember, one. the real books were the coconut crabs you got torn apart by along the way. <laughs>